This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Jason Tracy, the president of Roar Consulting, whose mission is to empower the empowerer. He wants to help you become someone who can find your own roar. Join me today and learning how Jason is an everyday leader who is changing the world. Start your personal growth journey today, where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com. Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50. Jason Tracy, thank you so much for joining tonight. Thank you so much for the invite and having me on. Oh, this is awesome. So you're the founder of Roar Consulting. And I love this because everything that you do kind of brings out your energy and your fierceness about how you show up in life. And I think our listeners are going to have a really great journey tonight and understanding how they can do that too. Absolutely. I hope so. You know, and, and again, I, I love how you, how you describe that fierceness because it really is, you know, and it's how I kind of came up with the name is having that energy, having that fierceness, like I'm caging that beast that we all have inside of us because I know I ignored it for a long time. Uh, well, so many people right now, you know, we're struggling with what do we do next and how is it going to look in 2021? And you're in Michigan, mm-hmm. we're here in Indianapolis and, you know, things during COVID are starting to shut down again. And Mm -hmm. so it's, oh my goodness, the strategies that we're trying to figure out, like, okay, what worked in March? Does that still work in November, right? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know how it's going to end up, but I am so glad that you're joining us tonight because your background is a sales and leadership coach, your professional speaker, which we're all doing on Zoom right now. (laughs) And, And your business is really designed around helping people try to empower their lives. And so I want you to talk to us tonight about what you're doing. How, how did you decide to kind of go out and, and be this leadership coach, this professional speaker, and really helping develop others? Yeah, we'll go back, you know, kind of uh, back like 20 years ago when I, uh, I, I was literally, I, I grew up poor and, and had a you know, single mom and 
and I was working in a nursing home and I was paying my way through college and I, I was like, I need to make more money. And I knew I wasn't going to be a nurse and, and kind of go that route. The place I'd worked, it offered to pay for me to go to nursing school. And I'm like, you know, I, I, that's not my passion. I, I can't see myself being there. And on top of it, no offense against anybody, I work with great people and still friends I have, you know, and, and acquaintances I have for, for many years, but I just knew that there was no growth there. Um, I, I knew I could come back 20 years from now and, and they'll be talking about the same stuff. Now, wait a minute. And I so, got to stop you. I've got to stop yeah. you right there. Because how many people right now close your eyes and think about the situation that you've been in and you think, but I have to do this because I've paid the price. I've gotten to this level. I have a position in a company or I have paid, you know, I've paid the price to be able to do what I'm doing now but I'm not happy yeah. and I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. Well, especially for me at that point, I was 20 years old. I, you know, I lived in apartments. We've been, you know, we lived in a house. I was always in apartments and, 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 you know, through welfare and the food stamp line and, you know, and all that stuff. And so I had, or right out of high school, a job that was paying me pretty good. Mm -hmm. It would have been easy to be content, but I just felt like there was something more. And the biggest thing that pushed me was like, I didn't want to be in that welfare line. I wanted to be able to reverse my family's circumstances. Mm -hmm. I wanted my kids to be able to go on vacation, to be able to say they have a house of their own, um, you know, all the stuff that, that I didn't have. And so how do I find that? I'm, I'm not going to pay my way through college and, and, and be happy doing what I'm doing. So let's take a gamble. And at the time, you know, I felt like I was good with people. Have you ever worked for a company that uh, different departments hate each other? <laughs> that, is that like 80% of companies and maybe 90% of companies in the, in the world, you know, where it's like, it's like that inner turmoil of, uh, you know, so I was in this nursing home. And so the example was I was a nurse's aide and then we had the kitchen. And everybody hated the kitchen. So there's this feud with the kitchen. Well, me, I'm, I'm like, why do I hate the kitchen? These are good people. And so I would go in and I'd talk to them and ask them questions. How's your day going? And so when it came down to getting replacement food, you know, or getting things that other people were struggling with, they would open their arms to me and give me extras, mm -hmm. you know, so I would, I'd be able to take care of my people at a higher level. And so I'm like, there's something to this. I feel like maybe if I got into sales, I would be really good at this. And then the sky's the limit, right? It's commission. And oh my God, I could see myself being a millionaire, millionaire salesperson. And so I saw this ad in the newspaper because that, you know, that's how old I am. And, you know, that's how we looked for jobs back in the day. And, uh, and it said, do you like sports? And I'm like, this, that was my, that was my escape. I was obsessed with sports and I was like, yeah, that's amazing. It's like, do you want to make more money? It's like, why else am I here looking for a new job? And of course I want to make more money. And then the last one, I'm mind you, I'm, I'm 20 years old. And I said, do you like talking to members of the opposite sex? I'm like, I'm sold. This is my dream job. Like, let's go interview. So I go interview. I have an interview with this guy for like 10 minutes and he offers me the job. And I'm like, wow, I must be a slick talker. This guy hired me in 10 minutes. This is amazing. So I went back to my nursing home job and burnt every bridge possible to make sure that they'd never hire me again. And that worked out really well. Uh, and I showed up to my job on Monday. They handed me a stack of coupon booklets and said, all right, what you're doing is you're going door to door. And have, have you ever seen the boiler room uh, or Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Oh, I'm like, no, never seen those movies. They're like, all right, well, tonight it's going to be crucial. That's your sales training. Go home and watch the boiler room. That's a great movie. It's going to give you an understanding of what we do here. <laughs> like, 
Okay. So first off, great movie. Um, probably Ben Affleck's best movie I've ever seen him in, especially if you're into sales and slick talking. It was, you know, I, I got this energy like, oh, this is cool, but I don't really like ripping people off. That's not why I got into this. And I don't like, you know, this is this is kind of sketchy. And it was just as sketchy as what the movie was and mm-hmm. what I was doing. And these people were telling me, this is how you do sales. And you, you know, get people into this. And, you you know, you don't tell them full truths. And so this, everything that people get the stigma of sales or they, you know, they think of the word sales and they think of used car sales people, or they think of furniture salesmen, not a single, uh, <laughs> but, uh, or, you know, door to door sales. That was what I was getting trained to do. And I was failing at it hard because it just didn't feel good. So I came from feeling I'm good at people with people. So I'm failing, I'm getting behind on all my bills. I started getting repossessions. Things were kind of falling apart. But wait a minute, wait a minute. So you went from nursing where you were really caring for people into yeah. a job where you weren't not you weren't able to use your strengths because you were really trying to fit into somebody else's beliefs about what sales had to be. Yeah. And how many other people are doing that right now? Exactly. Because you're trying to survive, right? And for yeah. your vision, I love this because as you were starting to think about it like but can I do this differently? Can I do it my way and be successful? But you weren't given those tools. You were told you have to do it this way. And I really wasn't. So I ended up getting this job in a retail location and I had this sales manager and he was like, I know you're newer at sales. He was like, this is what I did. He was like, go out and shop the competitors. He was like, go out and see what the other competitors are doing. And then you'll get a good idea of what you should be doing. And so I went out under this pretense, like I was going to learn some great tips and tricks. I was going to learn from the masters out there. And I was really disappointed. I went out, and nobody cared. I'd walk into these locations and people wouldn't talk to me or I talking to me because they thought I was there. I was going to buy from them or they were going to make them money. You know, just the attitude there in, or the gimmicks or the, you could tell that people weren't being authentic. And so as I kept doing this, I, it kind of set in that, wow, okay. Why I was good at the nursing home is because I just talked to people like there are people I'd ask them questions. I made them feel good uh, where I'm, I'm, not myself. I'm trying to be somebody else. I'm trying to, you know, um, be this high pressure salesperson that's given me, you know, anxiety and I'm not making money and I'm stressed out and I'm failing, you know, versus what if I just asked people questions and found out, you know, what they had going on in their life. And, you know, and then as I'm getting them to talk, I can understand how I can best serve them. Hmm. And uh, so I started doing that. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, wow, now I'm climbing up and now I'm getting good building traction and now I'm making money. But the best part is is building that client base that will literally come to you over and over again. I had people that would wait in line for me for 45 minutes to pay their bill. Like you can literally go and pay your bill anywhere. However, I liked it because then they would come in and when they, they would come into me for anything and they would tell their friends and their family and that, you know, they would bring me snacks during the holidays and, and I'd get these like gifts and these things because I made them feel good. I solved the problem and I wasn't just trying to cram something down their throat. Mm-hmm. That's the key, right? And I think a lot of people go into this and it's the mindset, right? It's having an agenda of what you have to do and checking in from eight to five or nine to five versus what you get to do. Somebody said this mm-hmm. the other morning. It was like, uh, it's for you or it's done to you, right? So if you take that attitude of you get to show up and provide this value and, and you get to be helpful and a servant leader, that's really what makes you successful. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and to fast forward, I know we're talking about leadership, and you're like, why are you, why are you mumbling on about sales? But that's really where it all started. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I, I got pushed by a mentor that I met to really dig in and understand sales. And he, he said something to me that really impacted me. And he was like, you know, you, you brought up that in every profession, profession, you look at doctors and lawyers and how long they have to go to school and prepare for their job. Um, you look at all these professionals that have to do all this high-end training in sales. It's like, go watch the boiler room. Here's your name tag and your business cards. You're, you're in. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And so what, I think 60% of salespeople fail uh, within the first year of, of, of trying, you know, that they're not the right fit to do this. Um, because they're they're taught the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. And you just have this expectation, right? I'm sure if people are in their seats right now, then they're listening to this. And you think if you've never done sales, and what that looks like in your mind, you know, painting that picture, what that person's dressed like, what they sound like, and what they try to push you into, that's really not your idea. And we've yeah. all had experiences like that. So it really puts a negative connotation on it. When honestly, if you're doing something that you love and sales is included in that role, if you're doing it with the other person's agenda, really, or the other person's ideas or serving them in some way to make their life better, that's the key, right? And when you come to it as that, there's a relationship that's formed. And like you said, people will develop the trust and the relationship with you because that's how you're showing up. And and when it's authentic, that's how you build your life. Yes. I spoke to a a team of orthodontists the other day and they are phenomenal culture, phenomenal community presence. They are probably the top 10% of what they do uh, in their industry. You know, just amazing company. However, I spoke to this room of 40 people and not one person in the company identified that sales is in their job, you know, their job title. There is not in their job responsibilities. However, they sell retainer insurance and they, um, they, they're looking to constantly grow their business and get referrals and, you know, get repeat customers. And so that all, whether you believe you're in sales or not, that's sales, that's business, business growth. And to do that, you got to come outside of that feeling like I'm a used car salesman, feeling like I'm being, not being and having that integrity and understanding that the best way to serve your people is by offering your services that are going to take care of them the best. Mm-hmm. And it's about solutions, right? It's, I think it's mm-hmm. being curious when we work with people and, you know, you and I both are in these positions where we identify with customers that are looking for solutions. And so when you get creative and you say, well, it's really not linear, right? The right way isn't ever linear. It's kind of messy and it goes from side to side and up and down, but you have to figure out what's going to serve your customer. And so what does it look like for them and meeting them where they are instead of just saying, you have to do it this way and this is the only way that will work. I'm sure I didn't make this up, but I call it being like Mandela. You know, Mandela would show up to a meeting and he's this great guy. Everybody wants to hear Mandela speak, but the first thing he would do is ask questions. He wanted to understand other people's perspectives before he spoke. 
in that in that sales aspect we think that for the best salespeople, when we have when we're slick talkers and we're real fast and we can you know talk over people or we say that special word that's going to make people drop their wallet on your desk you know and um but really it's, it's asking the right questions and listening and understanding how can i serve this person hmm. connecting you know, I'm trained by John Maxwell and all the things that he continually says is it's about connecting, right? Getting on the other person's level. And if you don't do that in sales, if you don't do that in your career choice, uh, you are trying to connect with that other person and that builds the trust, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, going out and shopping, I thought I was going to get all this wisdom from all these other people. And what I just really learned is it doesn't take much to be better than the average. It's all these little inches around, you know? and so as I'm going out and we're inherently as humans, I don't know if you know this, but we're self-absorbed. You know, the world revolves around us, all of us. That's just our human nature. But when you're in sales, it even it intensifies because even especially if you're a struggling salesperson, because you're wondering, how am I going to eat? How am I going to pay my bills? Oh my God, my wife's going to kill me if I come home and my check sucks, you know, or mm-hmm. my boss is going to fire me and because I'm, I'm, I'm not hitting my quota or maybe I'm performing well and I, I got to now get that new house. I got to get that golf membership with my friends. I got to get that boat. And so I'm keeping up with the Joneses and I'm keeping up with people on social media. So I'm thinking about all those things. When I come and meet with you, my, my potential client, am I going to serve you at the highest level? No, I, how could I? I'm thinking about me. And so I've heard somebody told me that that sales was an us versus them mentality. And I'm telling you, no matter what you're doing in life, if you're coming at it, us versus them, you're going to lose. You might win the short-term battle, but you're going to lose the war. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every, Every time. time. Yeah. And so it's being curious, just flat out being curious. Who is this person in front of me? What, what makes their world go round? You know, what are their challenges they're having right now? And as you're diving in and understanding that and asking them questions, people love talking about themselves. And so when you can ask them the right, you know, in questions that can help you lead to understanding, can I help them first off? Because I think that's a big thing in sales is that we try to, you know, we, it's that scarcity mentality. We want to fit every square peg in a round hole and we think we can serve everybody. And that's just flat out not true. Uh, and it's okay to admit that. It gives us so much power to understand that we're not going to solve everybody's problem. We're not going to be the fit for everybody. Because when I can call it and say, you know what? It sounds like we're not a good fit. Or if somebody tells me I'm not a good fit, I don't get all, ugh, you know, mad about it. Or somebody told me sales conversation and the salesperson when they told them that they weren't interested said you just wasted my time <laughs> it's like, like how many times have you said that and that's worked like oh sorry let me buy this from you i'm sorry for wasting your time you know what is that mm-hmm. it's so funny tell me about who mentors you jason who do you look to to learn these lessons yeah uh, wow i've had a whole list of uh, list of mentors and um I had a huge mentor that, that really came in and pushed my mindset, my mentality, uh, you know, growing up the way I did, I really had this victim mentality that things were happening to me. And this guy, Dean, that was, was one of my bosses, just really pushed my thinking and helped me transform my mind, my mindset a couple ways. One, you know, I, I started moving from that victim, things are happening to me to start becoming empowered and understanding that I control everything around me mm-hmm. you, not everything but 
there are going to be challenges and objections and things that pop up, but I can control my attitude. I can control the way I respond. I can control my emotions. Um, and the other thing is just from being a employee mindset in thinking of like, I'm so great, you know, they're going to miss me when I'm gone to understanding that, uh, that there's a reason why we do certain things in business. And um, he really flipped the switch on that and, and really got me going from there. It's, you know, I've sought out coaches um, that I've hired. I've, I've built a lot of killer relationships. I'm in a mastermind group right now on LinkedIn with some amazing people like David McLennan that I know we, we mutually know. I love David. Hamburg. I, how David's many, awesome. How many people do I have on my show that they say, oh, and David McLennan, he is so awesome. And I'm like, of course he is. <laughs> so we have to I shout out. I him when you were talking about speaking to Zoom people because we were on a call the other day and he said, you know, when you're speaking to Zoom fulls of people, and he's like, I made that up. That's amazing. I'm like a Zoom full of people. Zoom full of people. That's amazing. <laughs> Instead he, of a room full, it's a Zoom full. Oh, he is. He and Kimberly Hambrook, they are two of my favorite people. And uh, last year, he started his Emerging Leader Inner Circle conference. And I got, I was so honored because he asked me to speak at that. And it was so much fun because, you know, we're both John Maxwell people and and we just really love on people. And he is just one of those guys that he connects people to, you know, the authenticity of your soul. And uh, so I have to give him a shout out because I just love him. Yeah, great shout out. I, I love him too. So David, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> David, what's up? <laughs> so, you know, but mentors, they're really important to us because they make us think differently. You know, they ask us those questions just like a salesperson to be able to understand what motivates you. And, and getting coaches, like you said, I think it's so important. Even us as coaches have coaches. You have to have that, somebody have that you. challenges you and keeps you accountable to the things because you you don't know how you need to grow or you you may not see something that's right in front of you and they make you really aware of that. That's the biggest thing. And, and I know when I'm working with my clients, the biggest thing I can do is listen to them and understand and see what they're not seeing because they're clouded by their emotions, their self-doubt, their fear, or, or you know whatever the case is, they're missing the very obvious things around them. And I know I do it myself. I can help somebody copyright, you know, copyright, copyright, copy and, you know, write LinkedIn posts or whatever. And then I'll go do my bio and I'm like staring at it for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need somebody to help push me and ask me the right questions and, you know, and also curve that time that I'm sitting and staring and, and questioning, is this good? Is this good? Maybe I should just scrap it and having that, uh, that person be able to look at it and, you know, and help me process if this is good or not. Mm-hmm kind of nudge you to say it's okay move on right yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, we get well, stuck all of us I, get stuck when I started my business I I was used to being an employee even though I had so much empowerment with the last company that I had I got to I made my schedule I did whatever I want my boss didn't know where I was at I I only checked in with her you know every couple of weeks and that was just because I wanted to check in with her not because she asked me to however when I started my business it was like who am I checking in with who, when I have a, when I have a question, who do I call? Like, I'm not bouncing my ideas off of people anymore. What's going on? I need a coach. I, I need someone that I can go to. And, and there were some ideas that I had for my business that, um, they helped me realize were not the ideas to go after, you know, by asking me the right questions and making me understand it and see where I need to go. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give? You know, you've had all this experience for people that are listening right now that say, I would love to be able to start something on my own, but really during COVID, I can't give up what I have. What would you tell them? 
I would say that there's no better time to start something than, than with COVID right now. I had a, a conversation with a young lady the other day that got laid off from her job. She hated, you know, and she was just content in the job because it was paying the bills and she was good at it. And she liked, you know, she knew she was serving people and helping people. So that helped her sleep at night. However, she knew for the last three years that she wasn't a fit there. And so now she's, she, she's laid off and her husband said, Hey, we've had this business idea in a while for a while. Maybe it's time to go. Maybe it's time to do that. But she's struggling mentally with the, I've always been an employee. My, my parents are like, why aren't you going for, for a job? She's like, I'm making unemployment right now. I feel really icky about that. And, you know, I want to get out, you know, I don't want to take advantage of the system. And I asked her like, when are you going to have a better time to start your business? Mm-hmm. When are you going to have a better time to go than right now? And so it's finding the right people and the right, you know, the, find the people that are doing it. You're doing this podcast so you can, you can have resources and help people. I have a podcast that I specialize, you know, it's, it's for, it's to support the American dream. The people that want to start small businesses, they have no idea how to start it and, and they have all that anxiety. And then also they're, they're stuck in the same thing I am or I was that, that you had mentioned is how do I leave my job that I'm making good money at to go start something that's so uncertain. Mm-hmm. Because we doubt ourselves. We don't give ourselves the freedom to think like, what if I did? What if I could? Mm-hmm. And and you don't know those challenges because you're not there yet. And so things may come to you easier. Things may be challenging, but there are people that have been there before that right now is the perfect time. I totally agree with you because everybody wants to help each other. The, pro- yeah. the people that are really serving others say, you know, I would normally charge you in this program, but today... I'm going to help you because I want to see you succeed because we're all struggling. We're all like looking for that link arm in arm, right? (laughs) And, and figure it out because we know that we're in it together. And I know from, for me, for my business, my sales process is not like we meet one time and and you're my client, you know, I want to be able to help you. And especially people, my clients are sometimes the startups and the people that are searching for their passion, they've had their passion and purpose and they've had this idea to start this business for a long time, but they have no idea how to start it up. They have that limiting belief and that fear um, to help them get through that. And so I know that these people may not have money coming out of the gate. So how can I help them get going? And so that's, it helps to do a couple of things. When I go through that process, I can, you know, help would listen to them. One, I'm thinking about them. I'm not thinking about closing a deal. I'm not thinking about money in my pocket. I'm thinking about how can I serve them? And so, and then as we're talking, if I can serve them and give them ways that they can take action right now and start making money, a couple of things happen. They go out, they take these ideas, they go run and do it, they start making money. Of course, they're going to come back and, and want to work with me if they're having if they're having success with what we talked about and they have that connection. But the thing it does for me is I only want to work with people that are going to go and take the action based off of what we talked about because we could sit you know and talk all day and there could be an amazing meeting. I know even when I was in, in leadership in in, uh, in in my job, it's like I, I would leave meetings. I used to feel so good about them. I gave the best motivational speech ever. And then I'd be so disappointed the next day when I felt like that person didn't even listen. You know, I like, I'd leave the meeting. And I'd tell everybody, I'd tell my boss and, you know, the manager, you know, people that around me, oh, that was a great meeting. I, they're going to turn it around. But no, like it, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. Like they got to, they got to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. They got to go and take the action. We might find clarity here where the magic happens when they leave the room. So when I see that as we're going through that process, that, that we had that connection and people 
go and take that and all of a sudden they're having success. That's my people right there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? We talk about this so much about relationships and, and the people that aren't feeding your soul and you're not feeding mm-hmm. your faith. You're just, you're kind of, you know, just feeding your fears. And it's the same thing with the relationships and with people in your inner circle. If they're not helping you achieve the goals that you see for yourself, you may have to replace those people with other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is the, one of the toughest things, I think, in sales as we start to develop our, our own culture, right, is uh, not sales per se, but but trying to build your own brand, I guess I want to put it that way, because there are so many people that will come to you for different reasons, and you can choose now who really fits your target audience, who fits your target beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that is so important for people that are starting businesses, entrepreneurs to say, oh, well, I want everybody to join this. I want Mm -hmm. everybody to be a part of this. And you really don't. (laughs) And tell us, tell us why. Um, Well, so uh, here's a great example. When I, when I started out, I I had all these people that I knew I could help. They were just, they were solopreneurs. They were, you know, they had these businesses. I could tell they were struggling. However, they, they, um, they, they were there for a reason. They didn't have money for a reason. They weren't taking action. And even as I was working with them, you know, because I I take one meeting and be like, oh yeah, I can, sure I can help you. Yeah, let's go. Um, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm-hmm. And when you hold their head under water and make them drink, you, you kill the horse. And then you have a carcass you got to deal with. And, you know, like, <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not worth it. But then it beats up your confidence, especially for me, for a coach. Like, maybe I am not good at this. Maybe I'm not, maybe I, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, and, and so when you chase the wrong people, you start to get that imposter syndrome. Like, you're not, you're not really bringing the value. You're not really helping. Um when I got my first client that I knew this is, this is my market. These are the people that I've always had success with. And he literally, we had one session and he went out and landed enough clients to pay for the next three months of coaching mm-hmm. with me. I'm like, wow. Okay. We're going to, we're going to crush it. You know, like this is what you did in one meeting, one session, one hour, you went out and, and found enough clients to pay for the next three months. Mm-hmm. Let's go, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly. let's go. And then from there, it was lights out. Like these are the people that I need to work with. And so now that's my clients. And now it's so much easier to say no to these other people. Like you're not a good fit. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to that confidence level because there are so many things that you trade off when you're starting as an entrepreneur, even that you say, well, but if I just do it this time, but what you find out is mm. it's, it wastes so much time and you yes. think you're doing yourself justice, but really you're preventing yourself from being successful. And it's because of the fears that we have of what happens if I am successful? How does that look? Right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the worst feeling though. is feeling like you're just taking money from people, you know, like and I might be pouring all my energy into it. I might be putting all this time, but it doesn't matter because they're not doing anything with it. And so I just feel like they're just writing me a hollow check and then they're getting resentful from it. I'm, I just, I don't even want to cash it because I feel like it's like, you know, we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you can make that impact with people that are good fits for you, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Niche down. When you know your, your people, it, it's a night and day difference. Uh, what awesome. This has been an awesome conversation. <laughs> I'm telling you, go back and listen to everything. Get your journal back out and take more notes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what's, what's next for you, Jason? Yeah. So we are, um, 
you know, it's interesting. Like, I, I'd love to be speaking on stages right now. <laughs> but obviously, that's not you happening. You are. You're there's, on Zoom. There's things going on. We're, on, we're, do, we're doing Zoom full of people. But um, we have, have really expanded this year. There's been a lot of clarity, you know, looking at all the stuff that's going on with COVID. There was a lot of time. And so there's a lot of time to really focus in and understand exactly what it is that I'm doing. And so... We're continuing to work one-on-one -on -one with entrepreneurs and, and coaching them, but we've now dived deeper into working with their teams. Um, I had mentioned that the orthodontics team, that with, you know, we've worked with the chiropractic team uh, just in the last few weeks, but working with teams to grow revenue and, under, and build confidence in their sales process and in their, their communication to their clients while shattering those stigmas around sales. Um, so really working with with those teams um, doing uh, another thing that I just started doing back again because it's like why did I stop doing this it was so incredibly successful is um, doing call sessions with people mm -hmm. so I have clients that literally will will they'll sit down and we'll do a clarity and strategy session and plan who is their outreach who are the people that they want to connect with have meetings with reach out but that they've been putting off for all this time because they're whatever reason so we sit down and we build a strategy through my system and process to customize their their thing this is not a script I'm very anti-script. One of the things that just a couple of weeks ago, one of my clients told me that one of the were his worst days in business, he had paid thousands of dollars for this for this sales training. And then he went out and he was so nervous. He was out going out to meet his first prospect after doing this sales training. And he's reading through his notes and you know his, his script that he was given. And he goes into the office and starts pitching this guy, pitching the client. And uh, he used a specific line from the from his script and the guy turned around and said oh you took blah blah training huh i did too <laughs> and so i was telling this to another client recently and he was like oh yeah i took the same training and this happened to me at least 10 times so it's very anti-script building a system and a process around your authentic difference and who you are how you solve problems how you how you respond and serve people and then doing a separate day where we sit now we're going to hit the calls in and call those people and you have a coach with you you have somebody holding you accountable to make those calls you have somebody that's there with you when somebody tells you no because we can sit and plan for it all we want we can say that one of our desired outcomes is for someone to say no because that really now i can take them off my list and now i feel good about that but when someone tells you no especially forcefully or rudely it hurts and if you're sitting there by yourself and you already have no, low confidence or you already have a stigma of sales, you're probably not going to pick up the phone again. And because I've worked with hundreds of salespeople, and this isn't back to myself, including myself, I know that, you know, that you put it away. You'd rather clean the bathroom than pick up and do another phone call. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm really excited about because we've had some amazing results. I just talked to one of my former clients the other day that, that uh, he hired me to help him make him better at his job. And now he owns his own business and is crushing it. And, and literally the, the way he did it was just what we hammered home and got him to realize through those, through those, uh, those sessions. And this guy, when I talk about used car salesman, this guy was the antithesis of a used car salesman. He was taught from day one that sales are shady and that you gotta use gimmicks and you gotta be, you know, you, you gotta be us versus them and you gotta win the battle. And now he's people, he's serving, he's adding value and his business is blowing up. Wow. It's simple, right? It's the very simple process. It's so easy, but we make it so hard. Yeah. And that's why I do what I do because I saw it happening so often 
that it's just, we make it so hard. We make it. And it's all based out of fear and lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. Man, servant leadership. So tell me for people that are listening, your three tips to success. Be yourself. Be, be authentically you. It, it, this is this is just absolutely huge. Embrace your challenges and your vulnerabilities. Um, those are the things that make you different. Those are the things that qualify you to be the expert in whatever it is that you do. We've all failed, and, and sometimes we we guard that. We've all had challenges. The stories that I tell on when I'm on stage or talking to people are things that I would have never have told my best friend, my brother, my family, because I was embarrassed. And when I tell those things, it that connects people further to me. People that are going through the same exact things and think that they're the only ones. So when you're out there and you're hiding the things that make you the most vulnerable, man, just tell people. Because this is the cool thing. We talk about our, uh, finding our target market and drawing people to us. When we're really ourselves, when we're really authentically and unapologetically who we are, people will the people that we don't want in our life, people that are going to judge us and don't want to be around us because we're being who we are, are going to remove themselves. While the people that are our tribe, are our good fit, are the people we can make an impact on in life on, will draw closer to us. So true. So true. And it's so simple. It's scary, but it's simple and everyone should try it. Uh, exactly. Because it works, right? The process. Second thing is having an outward mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, again, thinking about other people. I've talked a great deal about sales, and I know this is a leadership uh, leadership podcast, and so I'm going to relate this home to leadership real quick, is that I, I had all the success with sales, and I got into the point where I got pointed out as in, into a leadership role or put into a leadership role, and I struggled so hard to the point where I was in it for a year, and I'm like, I am ready to go back into sales. I was so good when I just had to worry about myself, but I'm terrified to delegate. Um, I'm not having success leading people. You know, this is just, it's, it's like, uh, it's like I'm, I've got wrong shoes on. I'm not, this is, doesn't feel comfortable. And then one day, it really hit me. Oh my God, if I treated my, my people that I'm leading like I treat my clients, if I have this outward mindset and I'm thinking, man, Hannah, what's going on in your life? What, are, what goals are you after? What are, what, are you, what are you bumping your head on? Why are you struggling here? What's preventing you from being a top salesperson or serving your clients at the highest level? And I can understand that and help them hit their goals and develop and show them that I really do care about you. It was a night and day difference. And it was like, it, it literally took me from, I'm, gonna, I'm never gonna do leadership again. I'm gonna go back into sales and just worry about myself to like, I would, I, I, it was a passion for leadership to where I'm at now and I'm coaching other people in the leadership because it, it, it really is, it's just so simple, mm-hmm. but yet we make it so hard. Mm-hmm. We make it so hard because other people put expectations on us and then we borrow their beliefs to think that that's right, you know? So just stick to what you know, like you said. Yes. Yes. Uh, third one, I don't know. I probably have a, I have a ton of them and I'm like, which one do I choose? <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, you've dropped so much gold tonight. That's why I'm like, oh my goodness. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been an awesome conversation. I love that. I love oh. these authentic just conversations. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think what people want today is they want to know that people care about them, right? Yes. And so as leaders, if we're showing up as servant leaders and we're really encouraging other people, like don't fear giving yourself the freedom to try something different and 
show up for other people and, and be able to be authentic for yourself, like you said. Because if we try to have somebody else's beliefs, we borrow somebody else's beliefs, we stay in this stigma, like what you say, right? Get out of the stigma and the fear because life is short. And if we don't step into what our purpose is, God has designed us for this purpose. And everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I'm a person of faith. And I really believe that we have already been designed with potential. And it is our responsibility to step into that. And so following all these lessons and knowing that you are here to serve others. And if you can figure out what that gift is that you can do to step into how to serve others and do something that just brings you so much joy every day, you are going to live a successful, fulfilled life. And that's really what leadership is all about. (laughs) Leading yourself, leading yourself first, right? So here's my third one. I have empathy. Mm. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Why is this happening? Why are they late to work? Instead of assuming, I'd have so many conversations with leaders and they'd say, ah, I just, I don't understand why he must not care about his job. He just shows up late all the time. I was like, have you asked him? Have you sat down and had it? It's going back and being like Mandela, right? What's going on in that person's life mm-hmm. in, you know, because that's a big deal. When you start to understand what, what is going on in, in somebody's life, like you can now start to understand what is going on. I, my conversation this morning in my podcast, the gentleman was, was using a great example like this week talking about like if we've ever gotten cut off by a car, you know, he was like, I used to get so enraged. He was like to the point where he literally found himself one day beating on somebody's window, yelling at them, you know, and he was like going through this violent, uh, like he had PTSD and was going through this rage of knocking, pounding on his door. And he went to this anger management class and the person asked him like, okay, this, per- this happened. Now think about this. What if that person was on the way to their hospital because they just found out their wife was in a car accident? Mm-hmm. Or they were they were speeding because they found out that uh, or they they were they cut you off because they, they had to get to the school because their daughter fell and broke their broke her arm, you know like how would you feel then? And now all of a sudden you start to have that empathy and understand and put yourself in that person's shoes. In today in today's world, we need a lot more empathy in the world than just putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, that when you say that, I think about us going back out into the world after COVID, right? We've all been isolated. We've been quarantined. And now we have to act socially different when we get around each other. We're with masks. We don't know what somebody may look different or say (laughs) something underneath their mask, right? They didn't hear me say that. (laughs) But, But that's the thing, right? How to hold back the things that you first have these biases and to be able to step into when we get back and, and we're social, we have to be really careful of those things that we think, because you're right. It really puts us back on our heels to say, well, but what about that other person? Why are they experiencing that? Or why are they coming to the situation like that? So it's, that's a great tip for your third one to say, meet people where they are and understand. And here's the bonus power tip, just because you, you were talking about it with the dad, and you brought up two things. And I'm like, oh, there's a well, powerful is that live like you're dying. Stop caring what other people think. I talk about being authentically you. Like, literally, we're all going to die. And we don't know when. And then you have a scary thing come around, like a pandemic, and all these, and all these people are really literally dying. Like, we have no idea when our, when our life is going to end. And so if I'm afraid to go and have a conversation with that person, or I'm afraid to go and start that business, live my dream, do these things, wow, what if life ended tomorrow? How would I feel? Mm-hmm. 
was it really that scary? Like literally life is going to end. I know I'm going to die tomorrow. Was it really that scary to have that conversation? Mm-hmm. Powerful. I think we should all ask ourselves that right now. Journal about yeah. this, right? Get out your journal. If you haven't gotten out your journal yet, get it out and go back and replay this <laughs> because there's a lot of lessons in here. Oh my goodness. Jason, how can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me. Obviously, you, we, we met on LinkedIn. You can find me, Jason Tracy, on LinkedIn. You can go to my website. It is www.roar.consulting. No.com, just dot .consulting. Okay. And Jason Tracy with an E-Y. So that's yes. what people need to really know. Jason, T-R-A-C-E-Y is how you can find him. And I just so appreciate you. I'm super glad that we connected, you know, because I think within each of us, there is something just on that other side saying, if I could do this, if I could share my own roar, this is what it could look like. And that's why I absolutely love you. Greg Storch is another one. His, uh, you know, uh, run to the roar, he says all the time with the lion's den. And, and so oh, cool. you two have to have to meet each other. And, I was going to say, I've never met Greg. That sounds awesome. Yes. And, and so I really just celebrate you guys because, you know, inspiring people, everyday leaders is about helping people develop strategies to overcome obstacles. And so if you're finding that you are fearing something, that you are struggling with something that you want to overcome, reach out to us. We're here to help and we're here to help you make your life better. So thank you so much, Jason, for joining. Thank you for being, uh, thank you for being an everyday leader and really keep changing the world because you are doing everything to make people better. And we appreciate you. Proud to be the difference. Thank you. This has been a Joe studios production.